welcome to episode five. Five, we're on five already. Five of Community Depod. Uh, my name's Sarah. Hopefully you know that already. Or SB, the BAMs if you got it. And I am here with two amazing, wonderful, inspirational, and I really have to emphasize that point, inspirational ladies um, with me on today's episode. So as always, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves. So, mm, I'll let you guys choose between yourself. <laughs> if you'd like to introduce yourselves, please. So he'd like to go first. I was going to say, you should go in alphabetical order. So, um... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's me then next. Um, okay, so hi everyone. Uh, my name is Deborah. Um, and I am, first of all, I'm Sarah's sister. Okay, so if you ever heard about a sister that she's got, it's me. Um, but I also, so I'm introducing myself on behalf of Colour Celebrations, right? So I am the founder of um, a company called Colour Celebrations. I focus on luxury gifting uh, for beautiful babies of colour. And that's it. Amazing. Thank you. And we move over to our next amazing guest. Hi guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm quite excited. I love a good podcast. Um, but my name is Toby, um, creator or founder of My Bump Pay, which is really a community um, all around parenting, parenting advice, um, maternity policies, and just how to just wing it and fly high with your career and children on the way. Yeah. So, um, as Deb's mentioned, Deb is my sister, my one and only blood sister. So, obviously, I've known her my whole life. I don't think there's much else to say other than that. Uh, and Toby is my sister as well. Um, whilst not blood, by inspiration, by, um, you know, just advice, by being able to just be around her and just see all the amazing things that she's done. 100% I count her to be very dear to my heart. Um, so I am so, so happy and excited that you've both been able to come onto the podcast today. I know there's going to be a wealth of wisdom that will come about. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we should just kind of get into it. You know, no, no, uh, be around us. We just basically get it cracking, as they say. Um, so the first part of the podcast is um, what, for whoever's listened before, you will know as Build Your Boo. Now, I am actually going to switch this up because uh, both Toby and Debs are married and um, so they've met their boo and they have their boo and, and both uh, wonderful mothers of two. So I'm actually going to slightly change um, Build Your Boo to Filled Your Boo. And the way filled your boot is going to work is slightly different. So you have 30 seconds at each. And in those 30 seconds, what I would like you to do is for every person that is listening, whether you are single, whether you are uh, dating at the moment, you know, whether you are just kind of finding yourself, I would like you to give them three pieces of, three pieces of advice that you feel will best help them find their boo so you have 30 seconds Ooh. and in that 30 seconds i'd like you to give them three pieces of advice and it could be advice that you maybe you received yourself when it was kind of on the process to uh, to meeting your partners um or it could be advice that actually you've seen as you've um kind of developed in your own marriages whatever that looks like completely up to you but three pieces of advice that you would give to them in 30 seconds um, so I'm actually going to start with Toby because Debs introduced herself first. So <laughs> I am going to start with Toby. Um, I'm, I'm in a moment just as I get the timer up. So we make sure that it is, it is fair and just. Um, so Toby, are you ready? So 30 seconds. Yeah. Three pieces of advice. And feel free to elaborate. I mean, 30 seconds. It's, it's short and long at the same time. It's quite interesting. Um, but yeah. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your time starts now. First piece of advice is share your values or find your common values. Differences are great in a relationship, but make sure in terms of kind of your values and your vision, you're definitely kind of 
on the same page. Um, number two, love, live and laugh together. Um, I guess it's important to be able to have fun, just really be able to connect on um, a level that's not always so intense and so deep all the time. And uh, the third thing I'd say is love is a commitment and a choice. Okay. That was so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like to say ditto. <laughs> no, no ditto. Yeah, we're gonna, but no, those were really great piece of advice. And I think, um, you know, the one that probably stands, I mean, all three of them stand out to me, but I think the one that probably kind of resonates with me a lot, um, being single and essentially kind of thinking about the partner that I want is love, 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 live and, and laugh. Because I think, you know, when you think sometimes around sharing the same values, but also wants to make sure that you have an injection of fun in your in your partnership, in your relationship, in your marriage, you know, sometimes I do feel like there can be that somewhat clash because you obviously want to have, you want to enjoy your time with your partner, but it's important that you can see a sustainable future. Um, so what would you kind of say in terms of, I guess, striking that balance between those two things? Like, what would you say might potentially be something you could look at? It's hard. Um, it's hard. I think it's harder as kind of time goes on in marriage. Um, but my advice would be at the moments where you probably feel the lighter moments are kind of maybe waning um, is try and remember what strengthens your connection, what made you guys connect in the first place, if you can, and just reminisce on those moments and how much joy those moments brought you and then try and recreate those in your present day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, very good advice. Thank you, Toby. Dev, on to you, on to you, on to you. I just want to make sure I've got the criteria right. So this is advice um, on how to find or keep your boo. Well, it's advice, yeah, advice on how to find or keep your boo. Um, okay. Anyone who's potentially looking or, yeah, is in a relationship and um, kind of is thinking about, okay, what's the next step? So mm -hmm. things that they should really be thinking of if, say, they want to go on to marriage. Mm -hmm. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yes. All right. Your time starts now. Okay. So I've got three um, pieces of advice. The first is be open. Um, in relationships anyway, you'll find when you get down the line that it's all about compromise. It's all about give and take. So if you go, if you go in with like a really clear idea of, you know, what you want, what you will and won't accept, it's great, but just be open and be flexible because there may need to be some give and take with that. The second is focus on yourself because um, you can't get from somebody what you're not willing to give or what you don't have. So make sure that you're the best version of yourself so that you in turn can offer that to someone else. And the third is um, just have fun. She's <laughs> <laughs> really like, just have fun, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think those are very key. And I think if you had to choose one of the three, which one would you say probably has kind of, I guess, helped you or helped like those around you that you've yeah. seen in terms of? Um, yeah, so I, I'd actually say the second, um, just being the best version of yourself, because I feel like if, so I know I've had, you know, in myself and I've also observed with others that if you're going into a relationship thinking that the person you're going to be with will complete you, will fix your issues, you know, will solve like some loneliness or some other, you know, things that you're dealing with. Unfortunately, what you'll tend to find is that that's not the case. But if you're secure in yourself, if you're confident in yourself, I'm a Christian. So, you know, if you've got like a fantastic, a fantastic solid foundation with Christ, you feel good about yourself. And actually all of those feel good rays, all of that positivity will absolutely emanate into the relationship that you're building. So that would be my, you know, that would be my chosen one. Um, you can't pour from an empty vessel. So, you know, invest in yourself, make sure that you're the best version of yourself. And that in turn will yield lots of benefit to, to the person that you're in a relationship with. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And actually something that I've talked about this previously on um, a previous episode, but something that's always kind of stuck in my mind is I don't want to be independent of my partner. 
and I don't want to be dependent on my partner. I don't mm -hmm. want to be, you know, two separate entities that essentially just are almost in this transactional relationship. At the same time, if I'm not whole, I'm going to at some point expect my partner to, to fill that void because the love mm -hmm. that you feel will start to manifest in other ways because you're not whole and you're not believing in yourself. So it's about that interdependency where you you are you know part of one another you rely on one another to to be able to bring that joy and that happiness and and you know those those great moments together but like you said you've you've built yourself and you have that that happiness um within yourself first and like you said it's it's, it's like pouring from an empty vessel if you don't focus on on yourself in that in the first instance so yeah some great advice hopefully some advice that people kind of have listened to or will listen to and um can kind of take away from it so thank you very much i feel like that went by in a flash um and i think you know for me kind of watching the both because i obviously i've known you for years and years and years and years um so i've seen that progression i've seen that journey when you kind of from meeting your partners to being in relationships to you know the journey even the journey to the wedding even just kind of dealing with you know the politics and just making sure that essentially this union is going to be the best you know most amazing amazing union it's going to be but actually beyond that the marriage is going to be amazing um you know and it's it's been an eye-opener for me i think i've definitely the way i see getting into a relationship has changed so much just because of you know the fantastic you know shout out to, to ladies what branch because it's it's not just you know you're part of this fantastic community of women who have really kind of just set for me at least the pace of this is how you can do it and it's not easy it's not easy it's not something that um you know doesn't come with its own challenges but you have really kind of paved the way for me in that respect so i'm really really happy that you've been able to pass on that information um okay so we'll go on to kind of the main part of the podcast today um and today we'll be talking about a, a variety of things a variety of things sorry um i've kind of coined this uh, as a working title how to make that mummy moolah and if you've never heard the term moolah before, it's essentially another form of money. So how to make that mummy mon money, oh, I can't get my words out. How to make that mummy, <laughs> that coin, that coin. Um, so I'm kind of going to start from the very beginning. So even before the businesses came into play, the journey to motherhood, and then obviously from there actually becoming a mother of two. How have you, how have you found that? How have you found that? uh so okay so the question is how what's the transition been from being sassy and single to you know eventually getting married and having kids right yeah um i mean it's been a fantastic roller coaster of a journey um for the most part it's actually been really fun and very enjoyable um i mean the great thing you mentioned ladies what brunch the great thing is that you know that journey for me anyway was done alongside and in the presence of some amazing phenomenal women who were there to support to uplift to advise to reprimand to call out everything that was going on um, but ultimately to really love on me and, and the relationship as it was developing so it's been a really lovely journey um, my husband is fab you know we we're like really good friends i think aside from being husband and wife wow, which makes me he's been on the podcast before Shall yeah, yeah of course yeah in fact it's me that didn't get invited until today it was the free world season uh, uh, everything at this time oh, and it's really, it's okay. really, i know i know which side you butter your bread <laughs> anyway <laughs> um yeah so i mean getting married was you know quite fun it's, it's sort of the next natural progression i think for a lot of relationships so that was no biggie at all the transition from being you know a, a young married couple to having kids is probably when i think toby you can probably relate as well where it sort of takes it up a notch um and introduces a whole series of complexities including fatigue 
um, stress, um, financial stretching, um, trying to juggle and balance it all, trying to figure out who you are in the midst of all of this chaos because you're used to being someone and you've been that person all you know 20 or 30 odd years of your life and then comes someone who's 100% dependent on you and it's really, really tough trying to make that change. So um, I think that's probably been the most challenging part of the whole, you know, trifecta single yeah. man with kids but um but you know we're making it and again having fantastic women like toby um literally by my side we're so blessed to have each other and and just being able to like share experiences and you know feeling vulnerable and feeling up or feeling down or you know tearing your hair out because your kid's doing or not doing something has been really quite comforting because we're in, I, I feel like we're in it together do you know what I mean so oh and Tola you didn't even say anything Toby and I we're like twins like on several different oh levels. yes it's right. so true so, <laughs> so the, it literally and it's like it's literally generation so you're both born on the same day both born on the same day your kids are so if I remember correctly um your first children are both boys yes. and Deb's son was born, I'm saying Deb's son, my nephew, my beautiful nephew, uh, was born three days before Toby's Oh, four days. Four days before Toby's beautiful first son. And then Toby, you both have girls as your second. And Toby, I think they were both born on the third. No, second. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Ooh, yes, I'm happy. Good. So, twins in in every respect. Um, and something you actually went to the same university as well. Same university. It's true. Yes, it's yeah. true. My sister's marrying your husband's friend. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it, I think you said something as well that I'm. Um, is really. I, I think it. It's more important, I've definitely noticed as I've gotten older in terms of community, um, you know, in terms of having people around you who have experienced what you've been, or kind of what you're going through. Um, I'll, I'll kind of come back to that a bit because I just want to kind of mention because I was like, actually, that is something to really, really talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but just before I do that, Toby, so how, you, how have you found that journey? Yeah, I mean, I really echo so much of what Debs has said. I call it a beautiful roller coaster. So from kind of being, I met my husband when we were quite young um, and it was kind of going through that journey of kind of finishing university, kind of finding our feet in the kind of career world and things like that. And that was actually a lot of fun. Um, I think he's so wise. I've learned so much from him and I think he's kind of really helped me kind of grow and evolve as a person. Um, from kind of being married and traveling and just really kind of building, I guess, like our tribe, our community, our people that we kind of, that we vibe with and we have fun with. Um, so that was great. And then yeah, throw into the mix one child. Um, and kind of as, as, as Deb has said, just trying to find yourself in that season was definitely something that's really challenging. And it's, it's hard for mums, but it's also hard for the husbands as well. Um, but I think as mums, because we're kind of going through it on the front line, so to speak, we probably absorb a lot of the energy and we probably dictate a lot of the energy in the home, which I know can be hard for the men to kind of also help in terms of support for us and, and the baby as well. So that's definitely a challenge. I think add another child and it just takes it to a whole nother level of complexity. <laughs> um, of really trying to just be um, a loving wife, um, a good mum, a good employee, all those different hats that you're trying to wear and sometimes all those hats are falling off and you're just trying, you know, just, yeah, start your day and kind of end your day slightly sane. Um, it's definitely a challenge, but it's so important to have the right teammate. Um, and sometimes you will quibble when you will fall out and, and that's fine, but kind of coming back to, as I said, kind of coming back to your values and your connection and your why as a couple is kind of what will, will keep you going. That's what we found anyway. Yeah, no, I definitely, yeah, I agree. And I think, um, like you said, it, it, sometimes it feels like you're on the front line or I can imagine it feels like I'm not a mother yet. Um, but it, sometimes it, I can imagine it feels like you're on the front line because you're dealing with so much and you rightly said 
you've got so many different hats that you're wearing um and it's just about kind of managing that so yeah and no, i think it's really honest kind of explanation of your of your experience um but going back to kind of the community part and um, what i was going to say before was that sometimes you know i think as i've gotten older i i question whether i will not even question my community i think it's a question do i have the right people around me to really help elevate me to where i want to be because you, you you visualize it you see it and you think okay this is this is the next step for me but it's actually how do I, you know, surround myself with the right people? Like how, obviously you, you've, you both have lady, ladies what brunch, but how do you bring about having the right people around you, having that, that community around you that can lend that level of support? I would say how, I can only speak from my experience in that your sister is an amazing connector. So I think it tends to start with one person or a group of people that are kind of like your anchors, your trusted people. So when they speak, they kind of speak with authority and they speak with um, wisdom. Um, and so that you know that anyone that they kind of grow a community with or anyone that they're doing life with uh, people that are people of good influence and good character um, and yeah I think you kind of go through those those trusted people um, and I'd say you kind of get a sense by how much people so we start again you get a sense by how willing people are to be open um, about life mm. um, and I think once you really start to find those kind of genuine points of connection the rest of it is kind of history as well and I think one thing that's so beautiful about the community that your sister's kind of really forged for us is that everyone is everyone's cheerleader like genuinely and honestly um I think in the years that we've all kind of been growing friendships together I can 100% say nobody has ever heard someone else's story coming from someone else's mouth if that makes sense so that that trust element has also been really sacred so um yeah I'm so grateful thank you and Debs I think yeah, and I think Toby's really said it all. Um, I mean, so we're quite fortunate, I think. Like, we're, I think there's something to be said about like attracting like. Yeah. So I remember when I started um, LWB, I remember actually I just, the reason I started was I was like, okay, I've just moved back to London. Um, I really don't know much about anything that's going on here. I'd really just like to connect with people. And I prayed, I was like, God, I don't want this to be like a really weird thing. It's not really about me. It's more just about having fun and experiencing new things together. Um, and we were, we were in this like really unique space in, in our lives where everyone was like young and working and, you know, earning a little bit of money now. We're not like broke students anymore and just wanting to have a bit of fun, but we all had very similar principles and morals. And it started off as like, I think five of us or something, but like attracting like meant that when we would get together, it'd be so fun. People would be like, Oh, this is really good. Or, you know, this is well in, you know, well before social media and like Instagram and stuff like that came about. I think we had Facebook at the time and that was it. But we'd post a picture, or there'd be like a blog. And then people were like, oh my gosh, that looks really fun. And whoever had attended was maybe tell a friend and they'd say, oh, could I come? And that person themselves wanting to protect that environment, that friendship, that sisterhood that we were building would be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, maybe make a judgment call and say, oh, you know, maybe you could come to the next one or whatever. But they would ultimately attract people that were essentially like everyone else in the group and that I think helped us then grow quite organically as Toby said it meant that there was never like any it wasn't like a competition it wasn't like a um who trumps who it was just a genuine like environment for sisterhood for authenticity for just love and fun and friendship like it was just that's literally all it was about um, and thank god as we've grown because that's what we're supposed to do right we're not empty vessels we're not terrible people we're people with ambitions with drive whatever that looks like we're not all the same you know homogenous type people but um as we've grown um the beauty of seeing everybody grow alongside you and, and that vulnerability, that honesty that we built from the very get-go meant that we were very open about our journeys and where we could help our sister, we would. Where we needed help and advice, 
we gave it or we received it. Um, and I think that's ultimately then what's helped us to just, you know, be together, be, be so honest and keep those friendships, keep that relationship going. Um, I think, yeah, it was born from just us trying to be very, you know, not trying to be similar, but like, like attracting like, right. You know, the intention was have fun, be honest, be open. And and it just kind of grew from there. I think. And And I think, yes. Some key points that we've, we've kind of talked about already. And it's, it's quite, I like it because in the same way with the first season, there were some similar themes that we saw. <laughs> keep going to like, my battery's about to die and someone's take it out. So just keep going. I'm here. I'm just going to try and find my charger so it doesn't die. Um, so I'm thinking actually, I might wait for you. I might wait for you. It's fine. I'm just going to cut this part. I'll just literally be like, sorry. What I just cough for, you know. Oh, I know how you feel. I think Grace woke up. I was just like, <laughs> Um, did you hear Grace? Did you say? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, I don't know what's happening now. Oh. Is she is she still crying or? I don't think so. But okay. do you want to go and check on her? Yeah. You sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh gosh, I've got to get my point. Okay, I'm back now. I'm charged. I'm just trying to get my point because I was going to say something. Right. Oh, that was it. So, um, and I think yeah, what I really like about what I've seen, kind of. In the first season when quite the majority were males and they kind of talked about their truth there was a common theme and what i what i'm really enjoying kind of seeing as a common theme here is it's very much around communication and being open um in every circumstance so it's not you know it goes beyond even like relationships and your own partnerships but actually your friendships as well it's so important to be um you know a, a good communicator to be open um and like you said, like not being afraid to, to meet new people, but I guess assessing that actually these people share the same values and the same core that I do, because that's how you focus on really building those lifelong friendships and the friendships that are going to, you know, where you, you know, you need that support, you need that shoulder to cry on, you need those cheerleaders. That's where you get it. So, you know, I'm really happy that it's kind of continuing to be confirmed as we're going on. Uh, throughout the second season so we're going to move on slightly um still kind of within the the, um element of um boss ladies um but focusing more on your businesses so you have colors you have color celebrations and toby uh, you have my bump pace so how did those come about um i'll start with i think i'll start with you debs um because we started with toby with the the uh, first part. So I'll start with you, Debs. How did Colour Celebrations come about? Oh dear. Okay. Colour Celebration. Sorry, I can <laughs> I can hear the baby in the background, but she'll be okay. I think Daddy's around. So um, Colour Celebration started essentially when um, I had my first child, and um, I was looking for representative milestone cards um, because the ones I had, I just didn't feel like they you know, did the job, they just, you know, they weren't what I was looking for. There were lots of um, cultural milestones that we celebrated as well as um, just every day-to-day ones, but they weren't really reflective of what we looked like, what we celebrated. And so I thought, oh, let me have a look and see if there's something available online. I'm sure there'll be someone somewhere who's, you know, done something like this before. And I found that very quickly that there wasn't anything that existed. So I did some research um, and discovered that this was actually a gap in the market. And so I decided, as one does, to try and do something about it. And that's literally how it started. Yeah. And like, what would you say has been a highlight for you with um, colour celebrations? Like, what, what would you say kind of in start, from starting the business to kind of where you are now has been a particular highlight in regards to... I mean, there are a couple of really great highlights. One is just, you know, seeing um, something that I imagined and sketched um, become an actual thing, like a tangible product that people can engage with, can purchase, can use. That's been a real highlight. And just, you know, seeing people use them as well is another really great one. Um, I get lots of pictures and people sharing their stories behind the milestones with me. And that's fantastic. And that's a real highlight for me because it just it proves that this is actually really important. Um, one of the social messages or the main social message behind Colour Celebrations is 
you know, celebrating um, the beauty within you, celebrating um, everything about you, your culture, your tradition, your hue, your race, your ethnicity, everything from the, the get-go, from the day, um, you know, a child is born and making sure that that um, sense of self-worth and self-importance is instilled in that child from the very day they're born. They never need to feel like less or other, but, um, you know, that really it just high re re-emphasizes that for me. I think the other um, key highlight for me since the journey began back in 2018 was my nomination. So I was a finalist in the Black British Business Awards 2019 mm -hmm. um, in the yeah in the consumer and luxury um, category, and it was just you know it was fantastic. I mean it it, it confirmed that what I was doing actually was important made a difference and it also gave me like a sense of pride because it meant all the hard work I'd put in you know those late nights the sacrifices the personal investments um all the resources I poured into it weren't in vain it had been recognized it you know I went through like a huge panel to 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 be a finalist essentially and you know clearly it, it paid off so that was a real highlight for me because it just made me feel like you know it's validating what I'm doing um yeah, just it, it was it was a real highlight for me. I'm gonna um, go and check on a baby. I might bring her, but she'll be really quiet. So, give me a second. I'm so sorry, Tala. Sorry. It's fine. Um, just whilst Debs has kind of popped out for a moment. Yeah. Toby. Um. So, talk to us more around um my bump pay. Kind of, how did that come about? Yeah. So for me, um, my bump pay came about because I happened to be the first person in my organization that had kind of gone through the process of kind of being pregnant and maternity leave and all sorts. Um, there were people that, that already had children, but necessarily hadn't been through the whole maternity leave process at my organization. So there were so many questions that I had um, and it really was a learning curve in that sense. We were all kind of learning this journey together. And I just felt like, wow, if I didn't know which questions to ask, how would I find this? information um it just felt like such a mindful and i'd speak to people kind of through the community that does created um of mums and the older mums would say oh you need this you need that and i was just like wow like where do i start so, so cut a long story short um that kind of burst my bump pay to create this platform where parents parents to be um those who are thinking about becoming parents way down further down um the line can kind of come and absorb all this information to help them hopefully soar in their career um, as well as being parents as their family grows as well. Yeah and I think you know it's incredible because you think in this day and age um, and again we spoke about this quite briefly but we spoke about oh no we spoke about it in length um, in the first season because we were talking about you know maternity pay and actually what does that mean or maternity pay and actually just maternity as in general um, and is there a bias towards women when it comes to maternity in this day and age? So to hear you kind of mention the fact that in your company, that was one, you know, you were the first person that really went through that process. It's, it's still a surprise because it's like, you know, you're having to navigate something that in itself is, it's a fantastic time, but it's also a very emotional time. There's a lot that you need to weigh up and consider. Um, but you also then have to almost think about well, what, does they, what do those guidelines look like for me? And, and then, you know, for you to then go on to think about well, what could that do for other people, it's, it's amazing. Um, and I'll, I'll ask the same question that I asked Evs before, you know, what's been a highlight or some highlights that you've had kind of from starting My Bond Pay? Yeah, I mean, the highlights for me are pretty much kind of every day. It's so lovely kind of getting messages from people to say, oh, Toby, um, I just had a chat with my boss and it went really, really well about kind of talking about my return to work and I'm really happy with kind of the plan to kind of get me back into the workplace. Um, or kind of, Toby, thank you so much. You've given me the confidence to go and interview for a new job and I've got a new job and I'm allowed to work one day from home. And just, I get messages like that every day. Um, and that, yeah, that's amazing just to be able to have that impact on people. Because as a mum, I know what it, feels like to feel a little bit lost on your way um, so just to help people is amazing um, and then other highlights have been kind of other organizations asking me to kind of come and talk to their staff and um, pay me to do so which is um, amazing um, to kind of talk to them about kind of potentially what good policies look like or how to kind of manage their return um, 
to work or how to kind of juggle work or other things um, and a family as well. So, but yeah, I think the best element of it for me has definitely been connecting with the everyday mum and dad um, as well and kind of helping them with any sticky issues that they have. And I also think, you know, I'll kind of speak from a, a person who's not or a woman who's not a mother yet. Also for those who haven't become mothers yet, because from the information and from what you've both put out on your platforms I've learned so much that I feel like actually I'm preparing to be a mother Um, and I think that's a whole other audience that they don't necessarily have a community to go to because they're not necessarily you know I know again I'll speak for myself but I don't have a lot of mothers within my kind of immediate um friendship group and so you know outside of kind of Look, doing research with uh well doing research on um you know experiences that actually a lot of it lacks representation i wouldn't have necessarily been able to get that information on actually what does this look like if I, you know if i'm thinking about my next steps around marriage and motherhood what does that look like so you know, being able to to have that to hand now and actually by people who look like me who talk like me who who understand the additional struggles that i might go through as a black woman it's just so so key so I think it's it's such a the demographics even wider than what you would think it is because there are people that may not speak out but they still want to know um and you know if the information is available to them they're better off for it so uh, you know again I think it's it's really great that you've uh, created both of these businesses that are doing just such wonders I think um across the board um now I have a question which I think a lot of people will ask and I know I'm sure you've kind of been asked it before but I think it is important to to really address it and that's around kind of the balance between um having a business that you're very very passionate about but obviously working um in your in your day jobs um which you both do although you're both on maternity leave at the moment um so I think you know especially with the added complexities of of being a mother of two and obviously having to negotiate other elements as well. How have you found that? And, you know, what are some of the things that have really helped you kind of navigate that, that, that world? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and say that it goes in seasons or for me, at least it has gone in seasons. There's been seasons where I am super productive, super on it. Like everything is kind of timetabled and chunked and I know what time I'm allocating to my work work, what time I'm allocating to family and then what time I'm allocating to my bump pay. Those seasons are great. Um, but I've also had seasons where I have felt a little bit, I don't know what the word is, just overwhelmed. So overwhelmed that I have kind of like, I don't know if you call it analysis paralysis, where I just have felt like I don't even know where to start and finish. So let me just do my day job, come home and manage my family um, and kind of go to bed. And that probably coincides with my second pregnancy. I probably felt like that a lot. Um, So, but then I have moments where I feel super productive. So I feel if there's anyone out there who kind of maybe resonates with that um i'd say you know that's totally okay because it's it's real life you're not always kind of go 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 at the same time but when it is go 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 um i do feel really energized by it and i think that the way the thing that allows me to manage it is definitely kind of outsourcing uh, outsource things that you're not precious about things that maybe aren't kind of number one in your skill set outsource those to, to other people that can do those things really well yeah that's a great great um reason I think a kind of follow-up question I have is how do you choose the right people to outsource to because you know I'll use the podcast for an example as an example um I struggle even when it came to like finding a studio for example I struggled because I was like I know exactly what it needs to sound like and this is the idea I have this is a vision I'm so passionate about it actually I don't want it to be veered off, but that's not how life works. You know, sometimes it looks a little different than what you expect. So, you know, how, how have you, you know, where you have outsourced, how have you kind of found that process and I guess kind of where you can align it to, to what your initial vision is? Yeah, I've definitely outsourced a lot. Um, 
but the way that this works for me is that I've literally drawn out what I want X to look like. So I do it. I have done it a lot with the kind of the creatives, the logos, the branding, the colors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I've been very visual with what it should look like, almost to the point of drawing it, um, and then kind of pitching it out there, kind of either kind of using Fiverr or people per hour, and having these conversations. And effectively, whoever comes back um, quickest uh, with the highest quality work for the most reasonable price, I tend to kind of go with. Um, but I've been super, super, super descriptive. So I kind of use a, a mood board for the vibe and theme that the film that I'm going with, um, or even to kind of literally drawing out the logo and getting somebody to execute it because I just can't execute it. Um, and so I'd say there's also platforms that you can use that are relatively affordable as well. So you can spend literally 10 pounds. If the job isn't great, then you can kind of move on quite quickly. As Deborah says, fail fast um and also kind of through recommendation as well like again your sister is amazing because she's created another community of kind of um people that are out there kind of launching um businesses so we can just go on and say hey guys or who did you use for your branding and then somebody will recommend somebody so yeah that's kind of my take on it what like what's um kind of one or two uh uh, like cheaper or i say cheaper companies that you've used that you found quite useful I use Fiverr a lot, um, so I've used them for my logo, branding, um, I also use them to spell check things as well, so sometimes I'll kind of put a piece of content up on the website, someone in a different country in a different time zone goes through all the kind of spelling and grammar, etc, gets that done, by the time I wake up I recheck it and then I'm kind of good to go in terms of um, posting on the website as well, But so Fiverr is definitely one I recommend. Amazing. Um, and Debs? So kind of in a similar vein, how have you kind of found the balance between, you know, the complexities of being a mother of two and obviously having your, your, um, your day job as such, and then obviously starting on, and developing the business because you, you went through a rebrand as well, um, starting off with Baby of Colour Milestones and then going on to, to Colour Celebrations. So, um... I think Toby touched on it and I, I've said this a couple of times for me, like planning was really important. Um, I think at my busiest, it was really, you know, crazy at work. I work with um, a lot of clients. So I tend to be um, client site based. I also have teams in different locations. So I, I have to travel a bit for work. Um, I was going through the rebrand, as you mentioned, and then I was also a mum to a toddler and, and pregnant. So at its craziest, it was insane. But it helped when I knew what I was supposed to be doing when. A lot of times, though, those plans don't quite go to, to plan, so to speak. So I don't know, flight gets cancelled or you miss a flight. Um, you have to go and pick up your child because they're not feeling well from nursery. Um, someone you've outsourced to, for example, um, fails or doesn't meet the deadline. Um, so having some flexibility as well was really helpful at the time. I think what I learned towards the end was I had to be really kind to myself because I was doing a lot and I knew it was for a greater purpose. So I was going through like some changes at work um, and really trying to put in the hours to, you know, to get to a certain place. Um, I was doing a lot with the with colour celebrations um, previously Baby of Colour Milestones and that was also with a, a set target in mind because I had like deadlines I was trying to meet and then obviously you know I was trying to prepare for a new baby so it, it came to a point where I just thought gosh I can't like I can't physically do and be all for everything to everyone and once I decided to be kind to myself and let things slip or deprioritize things that helped massively um, similar mindset uh, or mind shift oh bless you that's a baby bless you miss okay okay so similar mind um set shift for now actually while we're going through the pandemic because at the beginning i know i was really i mean i had like a, a timetable like plan okay this is what we're going to do every day da, 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 da. And that stuff doesn't work with jerry like it's, sometimes it, it works and most times it doesn't especially when you're dealing with um, non-compliant subjects such as others. So, um, yeah, I mean, planning has worked really well for me in the past, but equally just being flexible, I think, is probably one that I've had to learn to, to be more um, and to adopt. 
as time has gone on just because sometimes you know things and fall by the wayside. Can I throw kind of a curveball in because you mentioned obviously we're in a period of um, the coronavirus or COVID-19 or Rona however you want to describe it mm-hmm. um, which is obviously changing the face of businesses as we know it you know I don't think as an economy we are going to be the same that we we were when we you know first the coronavirus first came about so I guess from a a business perspective um as a business owner kind of where do you potentially see that change impacting you or, or someone who's wanting to start in the future you know where 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 do you feel like that might there may be some changes or where where should they actually i think to clarify the question where do you think mm-hmm. place their focus on more kind of with, with everything that's happened during this time so I think, so, you know, I've got like probably contrasting views on, on this whole thing, right? Because on one side, I am 100%, you know, someone who's like carpe diem, seize the day, if there's an opportunity, if, for example, you've been furloughed and you've got extra time on your hands, pick up that project that you've been thinking about for a while. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> if you're working from home, you're saving money you don't have to pay for lunch every day or a daily commute. You've got more money to invest in that, you know, that um, passion project that you've been thinking about forever. Absolutely go ahead and do it. And I do think that that's really important. If you've got the impetus, if you've got the drive, if you've got the bare bones of it, just do it, get into it and and go for it. Right. And I, I completely think that that's, that's something that anyone who's been thinking and dreaming and passionate about a business or a project or whatever it is for a while, should should absolutely go and um go and pursue that said one thing that i guess i'm not as comfortable with that i've been seeing a lot and actually gave me a bit of anxiety is this whole if we come out of the pandemic the same then you know you're the worst person in the world you're so lazy you know there's something wrong with you if you don't get a degree and you know cook 10 million different types of cakes and become like a millionaire all in three, four, five, seven, who knows how long this is going to last months. And I think that is really unhealthy. And the reason I don't like it is because it puts unnecessary pressure. The platforms, to be fair, that I've been seeing a lot of those messages are platforms that are known to tension people to put, you know, the perfect image of everything out there and not necessarily present the grit and the hard work and the the sleepless nights and the tears and the loss and the failures before the, you know, fantastic success. Those are platforms that are known for all of those things. So it's not surprising that those are the messages on them. But that said, I feel like, you know, it's just something to be mindful of. If you've got something and you want to go for it and you've got bare bones, if you've got the idea and it's something that's not going to make you feel really weird or overwhelmed, absolutely go for it. But don't do it because you'll be judged by someone else because you haven't done it or you mentioned to your best friend ages ago that you wanted to do something and you know he or she is going to judge you because you didn't do anything during those 12 weeks or however long this is going to last if you need to sleep if you need to eat if you need to get your house in order and that's what you achieve in this pandemic boy that's all equally as important because guess what if you come out of this with your mind right you'll be in a much better position to start a business afterwards than if you try and throw yourself at it head first without really understanding what you're doing or you know getting getting the fundamentals in place hey i think little miss agrees with you yeah. just popped ahead to be like i agree mommy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Toby, what are your thoughts in in that respect yeah i think deborah said a lot of really really wise points i think for me it's funny, I've been thinking about this as it relates to kind of my community and kind of what they need during this time. And some parents are working, some parents have chosen to be furloughed, some have been told they're being furloughed, some are facing a position where they no longer have a job. And so everyone's situation and position right now is is completely different. And I think therefore you just need to be kind to yourself and you need to do what works for you. If nothing works for you, that's absolutely fine. Um, and I was thinking about this 
what, what this means in relation to a career, especially if you are a parent, you can't do everything right now. So just choose to stick with what is strategic for you in terms of survival. And if survival means keeping your job and staying employed, what are the, some of the three or four things that are strategic that you can do to help you to do that? If survival means looking after your family, what are the two strategic things that you can do to help you to, to do that? So yeah, 100%, it's not about kind of like, right, I'm going to do this um, or pressuring yourself to do anything like that. But if you do really want to start a business or, or use this time as an opportunity, I'd say look for a problem, look for a solution, be that solution, listen, be compassionate, listen to what people need and offer, offer a good service or a product that kind of meets that need. That's such, you know, that's such a great um, answer because I feel like the not the best businesses, but actually, yeah, kind of, let me just say it with my chest. The best businesses are born out of necessity. Look at my bump pay. It was because Toby was thinking, where is that information? Like, why can't I find that information? Surely it needs to be put in a really accessible, um, easy to follow, easy to use space that will not just benefit me, but benefit others. Raise, uh, removing that um, or making it more transparent. Same thing with colour celebrations, right? It was something that we needed and it wasn't around. So asking what the problem is and how I can be the solution is like ingenious. Like it, if you've got that, you're like Q and your A, that's already like a super amazing winning formula, yeah. in my opinion. Very true, very amazing advice. So I'm going to move into the final uh, kind of final question i guess of um of this main section um and it's very very simple you know um if you had a men if you had a mentee so your mentors um and they had all the resource they had all the money you know there was that was not a worry um they had the resource to be able to essentially execute their eye um execute the idea sorry to the highest of quality um and as a mentor, your responsibility was simply to just give them one piece of advice to really ensure that their business had, you know, all the success and the longevity that it was able to, to, to gain. And, you know, we're going to go with the assumption that it was able to gain a lot of success and um, a very long kind of business life. Um, what would that be? What would that be? Can, from your learning to you know, running your services, running your business, um, what you know what would that advice be <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like i'll give you a moment to think about it it's fine it's fine so he wants to go first um Debs, i don't know if you're about to say something well i was just gonna say i mean if i had like one phrase that i would repeat over and over again to support that person it would just be you got this baby you've got it because if they had all the resources they had the brain power they had the you know uh the finances to support and back it. They had the ideas that, you know, idea creation and generation, then there's nothing technically that will stop them because they've got an idea. They've got the, the necessary resources to execute it. They have got critical thinking and problem solving skills. So if they encounter an issue, they will figure out a way or access the people who might help them to get the answer to that problem. And so I think my role as a mentor would just be to continue to encourage them. Times will get tough. Things will be easy some days and a lot harder other days. And there'll be many times where they'll want to throw in the towel. But if I can do one thing as your mentor, it will be to encourage you to keep going. You've got this baby, you've got this. Like, and I say, I added the baby just as a sort of term of endearment, like a colloquial, you know, kiss at the end, almost like, I'm supporting you. I'm riding for you. I'm rooting for you. You have got this. Just keep going because everything you need, you've got it. It's all within you. It's all at your fingertips. You've got it. Just keep going. I think that would be my, that would be my giveaway token nugget. Token nugget. Your one piece of advice that you would give as a, as a mentor. I would probably take, my advice inspiration from the likes of maybe Beyonce or, or Kim Kardashian I mean it sounds a bit out there but, but follow me um I'd say be obsessed with your customer um be obsessed about kind of 
what they need, make a crazy loyal fan base so that as you pivot, as you grow as an organization or a service or a brand or, or a product, they kind of grow with you on that life cycle and they absorb hopefully whatever you throw at them. So if you have all the money and all the resources in the world, it means nothing if you don't have a loyal customer base, customer base or you're not tracking out effectively what they need. So when I think about kind of the likes of Beyonce, so to speak, um, anything she creates, her they're ready to absorb it. It might not be great, but then she'll pivot quickly and then she'll learn what they want, what they want and then she'll throw out something else. So yeah, that would be my one piece of advice is um, if you have all the resources in the world, be obsessed like your client base, your customers, what they need, create great products that they that they need or they or they want basically. Yeah. No, and I think both of you have said you touched on things that it is so true that uh, and I can't remember if I've even mentioned it on the podcast, but definitely for me, a brand is nothing if I don't believe in in, in it. In their ethos. I don't believe in their, you know, what essentially trying to kind of build I think it was Simon Sinek that said it it's not about the um what it's about the who it's about well, what's behind that brand um so 100% it is about building that that fan base but also mm-hmm. it's about pushing forward because even with all the the financial support um sometimes it is just hard sometimes things go wrong and actually you know resource and, and money is not necessarily going to get you out of that so it's how do you turn that around? How do you, as that business owner, as the person who started this passion project as such, um, or something that you're passionate about, how do you turn that around? So, you know, both of those are fantastic pieces of advice. And I'm just going to also add that I'm, I'm already your mentee just by watching. So I continue to, to, to walk in that, uh, that grace as well. So thank you so, so much, uh, both of you, for, I think, some really amazing words that, whoever listens to this um you know current business owners people who want to be business owners mothers to be mothers single pe- single people people who are engaged people who are going to get married you know um i believe they've all got something that they can take away uh, from this conversation so that is amazing so again we're here i can't believe we're here we're at the final part of the podcast that went really quick yeah it goes yeah quickly it goes very quickly time flies when you're having fun as they say it does it does it really does so the final part of the podcast is um quite simply handing over to you both um and it's an opportunity to really be able to just pass on words of wisdom that you've learned and you know it doesn't have to be about this it doesn't have i know you you've imparted so much wisdom but we're just gonna i'm just gonna tap you up a little bit more um this is just really from your observations of life, really, you know, and then that can be life in any respect. What piece of advice would you give to the listeners of Community Pod? So those who are listening today, what piece of advice would you give them? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I've got one actually. I've got I've got something. So. Um, you know, we've talked about life being a journey and, and things evolving and you having to adapt and be flexible. And I think um, my sort of becoming of self really, really took place when I became a mum. And I learned a lot about myself. Um, and one thing that I learned, which I, I think I hold quite dearly, is just being your authentic self and also being really open and honest about what you do and don't want and what you will and won't accept. And that's from anyone, you know, from your, your spouse, from your family, your friends, from work, um, and not in a sort of conceited demanding, oh, you know, I want this, I'm doing that, or you don't do this kind of way. Just, you know, just being really open and honest, even with yourself about what it is that you do and don't want from life. Um, and I think it's just, for me, it's just helped so much. It's, it's really, put me in a much better mind space and it's allowed me to receive and, and get better or get better. Gosh, that's bad English, isn't it? But get the most from my relationships um, across the board, but also being the best version of me for myself, but for everybody else as well. 
So if I could give anyone any advice, it would be to understand who your true and authentic self is, what that looks like for you. Um, really evaluate things that make you happy and the people that make you happy and do so much of that. Spend time with those people, do the things and engage with the things that make your heart sing because it is so important. Life is fleeting. I pray we all have long and wonderful lives, but just enjoy every single moment and do things that make you smile. And things and people that don't necessarily, um, not say, you know, cut them off or, you know, ostracize them, you know, horribly and, and sort of quite dramatically. But really do delve into that a bit more as well. And if it's having conversations, if it's going to therapy, if it's calling out things that you aren't so comfortable with, is if it's, you know, taking yourself away on a retreat to kind of get to the crux of it. Do that as well, because it will also bring you peace, whatever the outcome of that um, evaluation is. But yeah, just really understand what your authentic self is, what makes you happy, um, and just do lots and, and more of it, really. Um, it's, I think it's, it's um, the cornerstone of, of just living a really happy and fulfilled life. And Toby, what piece of advice would you give? Oh, it's hard to give just one. Um, and, you know, this, this, is, this is your time. Like I said, I've handed it over to you. So I'm not Oprah, so let me just um, <laughs> know my place. <laughs> um, I would say kind of, I think Debs has probably inspired me to do life with people. Um, as kind of that is touched on, you know, life is obviously, as we know, it's fleeting and, and we have this, this one moment here on earth. And for me, it means nothing if you haven't shared those ups and downs um, with people. And I think the beauty of what Deborah's kind of created for us as a friendship group is, yes, we've celebrated so much together, um, but also on the flip side where we've had really challenging and tough moments in, in life, we, yeah, we don't even think about it for a second. We just rally around each other and do whatever it takes to help each other kind of get through that particular point in time and that part of the journey. So I'd say kind of, yeah, do life with people, be forgiving, be open and just enjoy the ride with people. And then I would kind of say, uh, kind of touching upon what kind of Deb said about being your authentic self. It's so important, but understand that your your mind is the key to almost winning and losing um, in the sense that believe in yourself. Understand what you can achieve. Um, try not to limit yourself. Um, literally what you think and what you see is what you will become. Um, and I find that really challenging. I have to remind myself of that every single second of the day. Um, but yeah, keep working on it and you'll become what you see by God's grace. Oh, honestly, I've, I've been so blessed um, during this episode. Again, some amazing words of wisdom. Where can, where can the listeners find you? I'm sure you're going to get people, oh, why didn't they want to follow these ladies? Oh, can I need to hear more? <laughs> so, you know, where, where can they find you on um, the socials or your website and, kind of, you know, what's going on in your world at the moment? Uh, so Toby, so yeah, if Toby... <laughs> sure, come find us at um, my bump pay, have a chat, have a comment, have a like, have a message, whatever. Um, yeah, love hearing from people. So yeah, please come and say hello. That's my bump pay on Instagram. Um, and are you on Twitter? I am, but not really. The only reason I used it recently was to poke Boris about an issue that was bothering me. But <laughs> other than that... <laughs> I'm not really on Twitter. Being absolutely fantastic for poking the, the companies when they try and be a bit cheeky. Poke them on Twitter when it becomes public. They they really know how to to get themselves all the way together. So no, I completely agree with that. And then the website is uh, mybumppay.com. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, that's correct. Sorry, you're so much better at this than I am. But yeah. It's fine. I just, I want, I mean, I, I will link everything in the, the bio so everyone will be able to have access to, maybe to, um, to follow on socials, but it's always good to just say it verbally um, so that people are like, okay, let, let me note this down, you know. So it's always good to have that there. Um, and Debs, in terms of colour celebration? Uh, so, yep, similarly on Instagram, you can find um, me at 
Colour Celebrations um, and also on the website colourcelebrations.com. I love a cheddar chatter. I love chats in the DMs and just like banter in general, actually. So, you know, just come along. I'd love to hear from anyone who wants to have a chat about anything. It doesn't have to be motherhood related or business related, just anything really. But yeah, that's where you can find me. Oh, well, as always, you can find me on Community D Podge on Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. That's Life um, Without Spanx or Life W O S P A N X S. Um, also have the email. So if you ever want to give any feedback, anything you want to ask, any further questions you may want to ask the ladies, you can also email at communitydpod at gmail.com or you can um, submit any dilemmas you may have, anything that might have uh, sparked to your, um, your memory in, in wanting to have something answered. But anonymously, you can do that uh, via, uh, via the Curious Cat link, and that's all linked within our um, bio. So here is to another episode. Um, thank you again. I, you know, I can't say thank you enough, ladies, for coming on. Um, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to hear a lot more from you and my bump pay and colour celebrations very very soon